that's some shit that you don't do. I'ma say rap on my nigga. That's some shit that I'm gonna do. Fuck all the commas. Let's fuck all some commas, nigga. Let's fuck all some commas. Do this shit wrong. Welcome to a very special edition of the Fantasy Podcast. Tonight I have USA. a champ champ, Gabriel Burden, reigning champion as well, our commissioner Isaac Brill, and our fantasy gambling addict, Chad Com. Good evening, fellas. How are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. That's great. Now, I'm happy to have all three of you sitting down in this forum tonight. It's great that we can run through some of the major issues that are pressing league members and get the answers from three of the most respected fantasy experts in this league. Um, these are all, you know, Everyone loves you, especially you, Gabe. You're a champ, champ. Um, what's one thing, Gabe, that is really on your mind that you wanted to get across in tonight's podcast? There's a few people that aren't respecting you, apparently. Some people that aren't expecting me. Respect, respecting you. <laughs> oh, um, look, France, it's not a worry about people respecting me or not. I think it's... I think I've earned the respect of our, my league members. Um, it's just a, a matter of... What, from snaking just, other league members? Um, Brill, you, 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 you'll talk oh, when uh, spoken to. Thanks, Brill. Um, Continue, Gat. This is the biggest issue that we wanted to discuss. I just want to, you know, just just have a talk with the, uh, the new chairman, the new commission, um, and my biggest rival, Chad. No, it's, it's great that you, you're willing to put yourself out here, Isaac. But obviously, being the commissioner this season, is there anything before we get into the, the major issues that you want to put out to the league members that they have to respect from you this season? What's the one rule on your mind? One rule. Yeah. What, what What's the biggest the biggest issue that you believe in the league right now that uh, league members need to take seriously? I think it's just that everybody love everybody. Like We're an anti-bullying league, as we know here. I disagree with that statement. We've already seen one league member go down due to bullying, even though after we signed the anti-bullying reform. But we'll get stuck into the big issues. Um, this is Maybe I issue. should uh, redo that reform while I'm at home doing nothing. We'll get Gabe to sign off on it. But one of the big issues, and this is probably why I got you on the pod tonight, I've been really frustrated that we can't trade with people that aren't in the finals. I just want to get your opinion on that, Isaac. Why can't people that are in the finals race, not trade with people that are out of the finals race for two weeks ago. Isn't the Sacco punishment enough so people aren't going to collude? Well, I think it's sort of self-explanatory. Like, you can still trade with other people that are going to be in the Sacco finals with you, so it still gives you the ability to trade with other people. But once you're separated from the people that can make finals, you're not a part of the same competition as them anymore, so it's unfair that you should be able to swap players with them because, like, obviously you never know what's going to happen, but yeah, that's just my take on it. So do you believe that people that are in the Sacco race shouldn't... Do you believe that they can't give themselves the best opportunity to not become Sacco by trading with people in the league? Why, why are you separating the two? Because they're two separate final systems. They're not okay. competing with each other anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. I like your opinion. I agree to disagree. But Chad, you've been someone that's on Brill's side in this debate. Is what he said pretty much summarises your take on why this isn't allowed to happen moving forward? Um, I mean, yes, I agree with what Brill says. But, I mean, I still see both sides to it. And I, I still think it should be separate just for if there's any potential collusion or any shit like that. I feel there's just less drama, less issues, rather than if we did 
we could trade with the bottom half. Um, I just feel like there's more more room for error. And in an ideal world where every league member can be trusted, which they obviously can't, do you think that trading between both the bottom half and the top half can possibly work? Or is it just based on the fact that our league has people that aren't, can't be trusted? Connor? I think it definitely could work. Um, and, yeah, like I wouldn't trust it. If there's one to go in, though, in the, top, in the finals, they're not going to be able to trade to each other. And just no. shit like that, you just get rid of all of it. And Isaac, do you think that you have the capacity that if we were to make it a rule that you could manage that, like realising on a case-by-case basis, uh, Dimas is trading with Comma or Gibbs trading with Dimas and vice versa, that you would just stamp that out and allow people that have done a genuine trade that benefits both sides equally could go through? Well, that's where I think there's that grey area. Like, if we're going to have that rule, then I can't just say, oh, because it's a Degoe trade, that, that Degoe trade can't go through. So that's where it needs to be we allow all trades to happen or we allow no trades to happen. And that's why I'm on the side to have no trades happening because it's just easier to stamp it out. I think that's yeah been a, a constructive thing that I've actually achieved from listening to you talk about this. But this is someone that's been more so on my side in the past about allowing this to happen and just making it a free-for-all. Gabe, what's your take? Have the opinions of Isaac and Chad swayed you onto their side now or are you still going to be an outlier uh, like myself? Um. No, I think if we're allowing just trades in general to go through, I think that as long as teams are active and fighting for something that they should be able to trade with whoever, I think we have, if we, you know, we're having this gay panel that we have anyway, so it's going to stop you and, know, ridiculous trades happening regardless. So I don't know why the need to rule out trading with certain people when no one wants to have exactly punishment. Yeah. Do you have anything to respond to that, Isaac, or do you believe that you've covered that and everything? I do, actually. Far away. I've got something. I think, I was just thinking, and I reckon the only real, I guess it's a disadvantage to the players in the final, but an advantage. So if you finish top, right, you get obviously a bye week. Just top, yeah, top gets a bye week. Correct. So does second. So if you finish in the top two, right, and say that. Brill, you won't ever have that problem, brother. Gabe, silence. And one of the bottom teams is obviously fighting for their Sacco just to win this week, just to get out. They might have an injured player that's coming back in one week's time. It's just a one-week injury or they're right on the cusp of just coming back from whatever rehab. And then it's just the possibility of them giving that player to someone in the top half for a bench player that's going to go into this guy's starting team and then when finals start the week after for this top team coming off the bye, it just gives them that edge over their competition. But I guess they have earned that edge in a way. I agree with you there, Chad. Gabe, is anything that Chad said there make sense to you? Did you agree with him or have you got an, another opinion that can uh, counter that? Nah, he has a reasonable point, but I, I stand firm that I don't think you should be, able, that you should be allowed, allowed to trade with whoever, really. Sweet. Well, I think we've covered off this topic enough. It's still one that's a grey area and I don't think anyone can be decided on it. But one last one before we do move on, Isaac, would you be willing to put this to a vote um, to the league? And if it was the consensus that they're for this, would you let that go ahead and then have to manage that moving forward in our democracy that we have in this league? Yeah, I'm happy to put it to a vote. Um, But yeah, it's either like we're all, 
all bought and all trades are happening or um yeah well obviously it's not going to happen but um yeah i don't care if we put it to a vote or not obviously i've got my opinion and everyone has their own opinion so it's only fair Yep, and as I say, everyone has their opinion. So moving forward um, onto the next topic as well, uh, you mentioned this, Isaac, you wanted to discuss about the prospect of adding an extra flex instead of a defence. Gabe, what's your take on that? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I do still have defences. It's not that our defences are fine. They're not here or there. They should be there. But what, do you know how many people we have on the field already? A lot. Two, yeah, two quarterbacks, like, super flat. Yeah, that's enough. And is that sort of out of your own self-interest because you don't want your big scores in the past and your records to be broken and you can't <laughs> compete and find an extra... They won't get broken. It's, it's the fact that we already have three wide receivers, which is one more than normal, a flex, a super flex. Super flex is oh. the normal now, though. Yes, yeah, yeah, it is. But we have three wide receivers, which is already not the normal. So why? Add I think three one? wide receivers is pretty normal. Well, how about yeah, I pose... some people do kickers and as well? So really, like yeah, we're not adding a kicker though, are we? No. And and but... what would you prefer? Obviously, kickers are aids, but in the past, we've noticed in the last two seasons. Why do we keep defenses... tweaking it? The defences, Gabe, are equally as problematic in the last couple of seasons. They're putting up... The defence are fine. They're they're become a good defence. Chad almost won a a fantasy league the year Dimas won based on having the New England Patriots carrying. Would you like to see that continue to happen, Gabe? Yes. Well, then go early on a good defence. Okay. Chad, your take? Uh, I I think defences should go... I think there's just you so much luck involved offense. with them. Definitely so no. much luck involved. It's so lucky. Gabe, Gabe, when you say going early on a good defense, what is a good defense? Every year the team that's absolutely dominated and been the number one fantasy defense the next season has been like mid-pack or bottom half. There's no way to predict what well, defense, defense is going to be good well, because de- it's about touchdown luck. Well, defense changes each year, dickhead, don't they? Obviously, yeah, but, like, that I lost, happens, Gabe, for language. I lost my final dinner. Sorry, Bryce. Keep going, Jack. 40, 41 on my bench. And I could have played him and won that game. And had no right would have like no right to win that game. And Dimas would have been losing it if he lost to a defense that put up 40 points. Yeah, it, it is a logical argument there that they do make. It game, might not have you, been 40 points. But do you think that this just comes fine. down to you having the ability to pick out a defense that could achieve those results this season and these other two boys don't have the skill that you have to source out these defences that could be a flyer and win your fantasy league and that's why you are a champ champ. Look, at the end of the day, we don't need another... We need a... We need no more extra field people. We need to keep it as defences and we're fine. So no, I'm not pre- saying we had to change it. I'm just saying it was a suggestion because I think that adding the extra flex instead of a defence... Is not is something that requires more skill and it's less luck based rather than what you just said, France. Because you don't need you need more skill to be able to find an extra starting player, not a defense. Yeah, you I'd take four deep, running backs, first four picks. I like that, Chad. I wouldn't be surprised if you did that this season um, as well. <laughs> regardless, <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's an obviously a, a topic that's going to continue to be discussed quite thoroughly, Isaac. But in terms of this one here, you mentioned that. 
uh, it's, a, it's a suggestion as well. Would you be willing to put this before the league and, and make this a vote? Or do you think that this is something that probably should happen next season? We're too close to the start of this year to enforce this. No one really. No, I don't think it's a big deal. Anyway. Yeah, we can, we can put it to a vote. I don't think it's going to win just because obviously people are like more apprehensive to change and stuff. Like, I don't really care which way it goes, but I'm just was putting it out there as an idea in case people were sort of sick of defences and whatever. Yeah, this is just a, a feeler idea that I've been sent through from one of our, our fellow league members. He's actually a champion of the league. He's put up the idea, Chad, that we should have $2 fines if your favourite team loses during the week. Um, what's your take on that? So if the Washington football team were to lose, I would have to pay $2 fine. As a fine manager, can you elaborate on that? Uh, as long as everyone knows I'm a Chiefs fan, that, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I personally... I'll put that out there now before we enforce it. It's one of those things that would have to take down at the start of the season. You have to pick out your team and you put it down from there. Or do you think on Isaac's basis that you'd have to put Green Bay down and because we know that he does follow Green Bay? Or would you let everyone pick a team to... at the start of the season? Yeah, oh, shit. That's good. I think a better way to do it is like we could do the like how we have the fantasy lock of the week and then you could do like a... NFL, like, lock of the week yeah. for one of the matchups. I like it. I think at the end of the day, the, the more revenue that we can create um, for our, our league end of season uh, cook-up or whatever you want to call it is probably uh, a good thing in saying that. So I'll just move on to one topic here. It's, it's not as serious. This has been passed on from an anonymous member. Gabe, um, why do you think that so many people were keen to join a dynasty league? Surely our league is more than enough. Um... Uh, fine, first of all. What'd you say, yeah, bro? Yeah, that two bucks. $5 fine for France. I'll find yeah, that that is the question correct. as well, as, as well as me. So that's fair enough. But Gabe, can you um, elaborate on why people should be allowed to be in both leagues? Or is it like you sign a contract and you're in the league and that's all you can do? Yeah, I have expressed, but I guess it's just to keep the brain rolling, you know, NFL all year round instead of the six months you know, some some of us switch off a little bit, but this one just keeps us on a little bit. Just keeps us tinkering about. Obviously, the big one. Every every big league needs like a Wizard Home Runs Cup. This is like the Wizard Home Runs. Like you don't put too much attention to it. You win it. You know, well done. No one really cares. But it's like a good little, you know, a little entree to the main course. It's good to have that little escape. This league so serious, and it gets um, the pressure cooker of being in this league season long. It's probably good to have that little escape as well. But moving on from Dynasty, I don't want to get myself into too much of a fine. And this one here, everyone's usually pretty happy with how I've got it set up, Isaac. But what's your take on the uh, the passing scores for quarterbacks? Six points or four points? What's your take? Um, I'm happy with putting it back to six like how we had two years ago. Um, if people want like quarterbacks, the most important position on the field, and it, it does sort of, um, get rid of that rushing bias that you get from some of the blokes that can't actually throw, which is what a quarterback's meant to do. So, I mean, if people are happy, I don't, I don't know if we need a voter or not, but it's at six at the moment. So, and where do you stand on that, Gabe? Are you of Isaac's opinion that we can potentially nerf these rushing quarterbacks, such as a Lamar Jackson, by having our six points? Is that beneficial to the league and creates more of an even playing field? I actually don't mind if we go four or six. To be honest, yeah, this is the one rule that I don't really care about what we do. I mean, I would like six to like sort of nuke the whole Lamar and Kyler 
and even Josh Allen just rushing bombs. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really bother me. Um, my strat won't change. You'll see, you'll see two early QBs off the uh, forty-year-old virgins list early. And Chad, we know that most of your points that you've scored throughout your fantasy career have been on the ground as a reflection of your highly <laughs> talented uh, running back draft stocks that you acquired. Do you think that we should stick it at four points that we had last season or do you think we should go back to the six that we had the season before when we were a one-quarterback system? Yeah. I'm, I'm keen for a six-point. I mean, more points the merrier. And it just kind of gives those back-end quarterbacks that aren't ever going to rush in a touchdown a bit more like viability. And we are starting a lot of them. So, yeah. I like it. And we touched on this. Oh, well, I touched on this with Mac discussing the two quarterbacks system that we did apply last year. We saw that people were taking your Mahomes and your Lamar Jacksons in those first five or six picks. Do you think that they're going to go around that area again this year, Comer? Or do you think people would have learned their lessons from being burnt by those high-end um, quarterbacks and they'll just realise that there's more of that. They're a bit more replaceable and they can wait on them moving forward. Well, from what I'm hearing out of some different camps um, within our league, they're flying off the board early. Yeah. Everyone seems to be QB, QB, QB. So, I mean, if I get McCaffrey at pick 12 and follow that up with, I don't know, uh, Alvin Kamara or Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, yeah, I'm happy. Gabe, will you be taking – say you do have pick six, your, your premium running backs are off the board, Antonio Gibson's gone pick one, so on. You've got Patrick Mahomes sitting there in front of you. Would you take him or would you prefer to set your running backs up? Do I have fucking mug written on my forehead? Do you mind <laughs> telling you that? I'm just trying to get some uh, leaks and information from you, mate. So that's, yeah, well, uh, that's no, I'll tell you something, but it's most likely going to be a lie. I'm taking Derek Henry. Okay, you you built different again. This is why you're a champ, champ, and you, you're coming. He's a champ. Nah, look, look. I think I think that people are going to go pretty hard on QBs. If we go to six points, you'll see a lot of QBs go in the first round. There's just no debating that. Um, and then it can get to a point think, where people go excessively hard, and then yeah, correct. And then yeah. I think you'll see a lot of value for like RBs at the at like at the turn that area there because I feel like you'll see maybe four or five QBs go pretty early. Great. I like that you let your guard down there, Gavin. Gavin us a little bit of insight in how your great mind ticks. But this is a rule change suggestion that's been passed in. This is probably one for you, Isaac, and we're not sure if it can be manually done. But in an addition to the league fines, um, do you believe that sub-100 scores can receive a, a negative two fab deduction? No. You don't like it? What, what's your... It's <laughs> rule ever. <laughs> Well, it just make doesn't it just it's just can so you, retarded it doesn't make any sense. Can you sense call that out? Um, can they need that. Okay, so it was, they should get plus two fab. Who suggested that? Ah, uh, so it was Matt Haynes who suggested if you score a sub hundred. <laughs> Matt Haynes, you are an ridiculous. <laughs> <Matt Haynes. laughs> so can can you elaborate on for people like Matt, the small-minded? people that have joined our league in the last year, why this isn't a good idea that you should lose $2 of your fab for scoring under 100, Gad? Well, not only is it just a... a yeah, well, first... Like, manually, like, why, why would you do it out of, out of your fab? It's already a I rule think, that if you oh, don't make yeah, 100, yeah. it's a fine. But this is more of an incentive on the, on the field, so you're losing the potential. So, say, Gabe, you come out and try you and... You should spend. probably game it to help him out. Why would you lose it? 
But it's more so they're saying if you score 100 less, you get punished. So you can't spend $57 on Chase Claypool. You can only spend 55 and Gabe comes in. But how are you going to make – how is it supposed to be even? Yeah, you've got to give them an advantage to get back up. You've got to give them an advantage to make it a, a – t- otherwise, I'll keep running away with it. I agree. I, I see it from both sides. But, um, yeah, Max, you've been wrecked there. Um, so he's probably never going to ask questions again, actually, <laughs> after that. <laughs> Um, as well, this is another proposal from Mr. Matt Haynes, the one that you willingly brought into the league, Gabe, and have just shamed him on the podcast. Uh, he's said, every member must guarantee one team they will finish above in the regular season. If they get it wrong, it's a $20 donation to fines for any incorrect guesses, Gabe. I like that. That's elite. Yeah, like that's it. good. I think you can only maximum pick... I think you can only pick... On, like someone can only be picked at a max of three times. So yeah, Pitsy, I was going to say that. Pitsy, yeah, Pitsy's obviously everyone's everyone's going to go after. Like Pitsy, Macca are the two obvious ones. Um, but yeah, apart from that, if if you can only go three per person, that's a great role. Well done, Mac. You've like redeemed that. yourself there with your second proposal. Congratulations. And this is one for you, Isaac. <laughs> um, why is only one half of the joint commissioner team involved in the questioning? Isn't there an assistant that is pretty much running the show? Questions sent in from an anonymous league member. Definitely not Gab. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle's been locked up researching 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So he hasn't really got any time to sort of do this uh, the publicity sort of stuff that I get to do while I'm relaxing and he's doing uh, doing all the hard work. As we all know that his uh, fantasy knowledge is much more superior to me. So he does what he does best and I'll do what I do best. And what information have you been feeding him in the last week? Obviously, you stitched him up on the podcast with the Ricky Williams thing and now everyone in the league thinks he's an imbecile. <laughs> um, and they're not going to take him seriously. Is that potentially you trying to push Gap out of the team moving forward? No, nah, I think it was more of just a rev up of... Um, like sort of letting him know that he has been in the league for a couple of years now. And um, like obviously Pitsy joined a year after Gat and is sort of already got his own team now. Whether he's ready for that, that'll like remain to be seen. But I guess it's just a little kick up the backside to push him along and say that this is still a like serious fantasy league and he does need to sort of uh, put in the time if he wants to remain a part of it, I guess. Yeah. And this is an issue that I think everyone's going to want to get off or everyone's wanting to get out of this podcast chat. Obviously, you made the big call to go out and get championship rings to um, sort of show the league members what they've been able to achieve by winning the league and they can put it on their rings or, uh, sorry, put it on their fingers and whatnot. How's that going to happen on draft day? Is Are they going to be presented that by uh, Naughty Ann? Is that how it's going to work? Um, France, we've discussed this on another pod, mate. I'm not answering that again. You're getting it too back far. Come on. Yeah, I, I, can't, how... I can't remember that Stop far. Stop wasting the recording time, France. Sorry, mate. I just wanted you, to, to know that one. Um, you've how... asked. <laughs> and you said, we're going to say this on the pod. So if anyone asks how the rings are getting presented, they get fired. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Oh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll find myself $2, so I'll, I'll cop that one on the chin for slaughtering that question, unfortunately, Chad. I'll have to go back and listen to my own podcast, Yeah, that's right. Great. No, I, I like your incentive. But touching on draft day, uh, how's that going to play out now? Obviously, the podcast host is locked down in potential COVID, uh, in the middle of a COVID outbreak that we probably aren't going to get out of. How are we going to shape our draft as well? And there's talk that Jaden Martin may not even be making it the trip down there, Isaac. Have you been reading the chat over the last two days? I have been. I have been. 
Give have you? Is that Aldinga place like sort of almost confirmed booked? No, they confirmed it that night. Okay, so email so... saying that confirmed. Yeah, yeah, so everyone should be able to make it. Besides, like potentially just you, if you're locked down, and in that case, we'll set up a um like a video with you and try like make it as even as possible. I think we'll be able to do that fairly well because yeah. we don't have the draft board, obviously. Um. I guess we might have to set up like a different camera just to have that on the board so you can clearly see who's been taken and stuff because we know last time we had the draft what it was hard for you to hard enough for you to figure out who and who hadn't been drafted while you're in the same room. So yeah, I have to see how yeah, that it goes. It could be interesting. I was in a bad headspace at the time. I wasn't able to, to get through the draft. <laughs> but Gabe, can you lay some ground rules that are going to happen in that house that you've been able to book it all dinger? Is it a free for all or is there rules that we have to respect? Um, for you or um, Mrs. Chow lending you the house? Well, the only thing that's a little bit fucking annoying is that it's through a real estate company. So, like, obviously with a person, we can just bully them through any claims or whatever. Going against an agency is going to be pretty difficult, especially, I'm just, it's more comma. I'm probably nervous about what, what, he, what damage he's going to do. Considering he's but, um, your pet, you should be able to rein him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Fuck off. It'll go hard, but as long as you know, no one falls through any windows, it'll be fine. Um, the, only, the only thing is, the hell's sketchy on 10 people. So if they come knocking at like 10 pm, then obviously someone just hides the washing machine or something. But that would be like the only thing. Well, this Imagine the option. scenes if they came knocking during draft. Well, this is That'd an option. Be- for draft day, you said that they're pretty strict on the 10 people. Do you want to maybe pick the two or three people that you would deem that would be the worst on ground on, on the station? Yeah. And, and yeah, put them, put them aside and don't let them come until the actual draft takes place at 6.30 on a Sunday night once commas antics are done. You could maybe... Yeah, sure. Up. Fucking Ed. All right, so Ed... <laughs> who's Ed? <laughs> so Ed's, Ed, you've, you've taken I don't up. think Ed wants to come with the amount of bullying he's going to fucking come <laughs> All right, if you like his back in primary school on his first day of uh, high school, I remember my first day of high school, Isaac, believe me, I'm surprised I come back. So that's <laughs> all good. Um, so Ed's not coming, Pitsy's not coming. Gaddy's good value here can come, and I probably won't be there. So I reckon. People are going to be dropping in and out anyway. Like Liam's got work, Jaden's got his course, and all that. Like blokes got footy on Saturday. So it's probably only going to be the Sunday that we're going to have to worry about. Yeah, yeah, correct. I like it. I like it. Um, just a quick one for you, Gabe. This has been passed in from another anonymous league member. Um, this is a, a fuck one, kill one, marry one. Um, it is Yowie's ex missus, um, Tory Rowe or Naughty Anne. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, okay, definitely marry Naughty Anne just so the commas are my little sons. You know. <laughs> Daddy, you know, I'd love them to call me daddy. Um, I'd kill Tori and I'd rail Emily again. Uh, I, I, I'm kidding. If you listen to this, I'm sorry. That was a joke. And, um, she will be listening too. <laughs> yeah, it was a joke. Fuck, oh, here we go. World War Three. You said I'm one subscriber, but have you been in um, touch with uh, Yoey since you left the league, Gabe? Have you been in contact? You're obviously quite good friends. Play um, as well. Uh, me and uh, yes, that person have not been in contact. Um, 
it wasn't left on good terms. France, um, I know speaking from your interaction with him that uh, it obviously didn't go smooth sailing, did it? No, definitely not. He was uh, quite wound up. It was a little bit like I, I alluded to in the league the other way, the Anthony Stevens, Wayne Carey thing. So maybe 10, 15 years down the track, um, you can you can fix your differences and we can welcome Yowie back into the league in season 31. But moving on with the league, Chad, obviously it's a big year with your cash comma segment. Everyone's been dying to know how it's going to play out. A few people have questioned that maybe your mind's too much on the punting and actual fantasy. How are you going to manage the two roles this season? Chad? Oh, shit. Um, I'm not actually sure. I think I'll just kind of a week-by-week thing. Um, I've got a new laptop, so that'll help me kind of keep everything together. So I can keep more organised with that rather than just using my phone. Bit of multitasking. No, I like it. And are you still going to be sending in all your tips before? How are we going to play that? Would you have a separate group chat? Because there's obviously some league members that aren't big on the punt and they're probably like, fuck, Comet's just sending 400 messages with his screenshots of his tips for the weekend. Oh, well, France, you wanker. I was the one who typed them up every week. I no fucking respect in this league after winning it twice. Honestly. I was about to pass that on to you, Gabe, before I got to Comet. Uh, is, it true that you're, is it true that you're the brainchild behind Comet's bets and you actually find them and just pass them on to Chad? Um... I would never take credit away from my partner. Um, I don't like that you try and put you know put us against each other right now, France. It's not working. But um, no, there's a there is a timeshare in the uh, in the business. And how are you going to work together this season? What's what's the go? It's sort of fifty fifty split, or do you just bounce off each other so you can formulate one bets? A one B type operation? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Room is out uh, of shape. Who's, who's the 1A the strong favourite for the 1A? That's <laughs> definitely the 1A. Um, yeah, we just like bouncing off each other. Perhaps, you know, look, look, I will say, when our bets line up, put the houses on them. Put the no, houses I think Gibbs, on them. Gibbs more of that quadri Ollison, the big, the big bruising back, and, and Chad's more of the satellite change of pace back. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I like it. So this season, Chad, how much money did you make last season and what's your projections for this season? Do you think you can have a, a better year than you did last year? Um, I think last year was like 15 grand. But I think it's time to go public, Chad. List yourself on the ASX. 16 <laughs> grand in 17 weeks. And what was your average, obviously what was your average unit? This regular season. But mind you, some of those, there's some tilty multis in there that were lobbing on weekly bait, like every couple of weeks. No, it's been um, lucky there, but uh, you're a lucky man, Chad. You're probably the smartest punter I know, and that's why you continue to profit. Well, after Gib, of course, our, our champ champ, um, in terms of the punt. But moving on, Gabe, do you feel pressure going into this season to be a three-time champ, or are you just ready to go, ready to fire? Um, I feel pressure to maintain my level of eliteness. Um, pressure regarding to perform, not really. I just know that everyone knows the level I am, the GOAT I am, that I should be up there. So, yes, there's a level of, you know, there's a level of expectation, France, but, um, yeah, I'll do all the right things going into the pre-season. I'm back in you in, Gabe, and you're probably a $2 favourite. We always joke about this sort of stuff, Isaac, in terms of, like, league bets and 
booms and busts and prices and odds, do you think there could be potentially be a place for someone, maybe Chad, that has a big enough bankroll um, behind them to become a bookmaker in the league? And how could we potentially manage that? I think that's definitely like an interesting idea and something that could be looked into. But I reckon first we need to just like solidify the, the fine system. And I think that like adding in sort of max suggestion and then the weekly locks of the weekend, making sure all that's set in stone will be like a good start. And then we can maybe think about like having that sort of betting market and stuff. Because obviously every year we sort of have our side bets and stuff that people barely ever end up paying at the end of the season and stuff. So it would be good to have that sort of stuff set in uh, set in concrete. But then again, it's like you can't really make a bet with someone now before the draft and stuff. It's a bit stupid in my opinion. But um, yeah, I think just getting the fine system sorted will be a good start. Well, obviously Gibbs pay. I don't know if he has the, the financial security to do it anymore. He tried to start his uh, bookmaking license up last season, but I think it only lasted one round and he took $5 off me. Gabe, but if you're not going to start it off this season, would you have a try source someone and maybe have like a league tab pool that we can we can bet into and hopefully become rich from? Um, France, Gibbet is only open to certain customers. Um, <laughs> I'm banned from promos. Uh, yes, if you uh, there's a joining fee for Gibbet, and uh, there's a yeah, I'll release my joining fees at a certain time this year, and um, I'm sure I'll have some busy users. On another topic, Gabe, how did you hack um, Gabby Gosling's OnlyFans and provide that to the league? I think we should all have to pay two dollars to fines for the, the day that you did for all members. Oh, happy fapping, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was a great game. Got it sent into a group chat, and I thought, wow, I am so erect. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. No, it shows your dedication commitment to the league. And this is someone, Isaac, that's already got on our nerve a little bit. And this is Ed. He's coming to the league. He did a podcast. Yeah, he sounded all well and good, but he's just offered fuck all since. At least Pitsy talks and provides a bit of banter. Do you think Ed could potentially be on a one-year contract? And if he's not cutting it, he's gone next season. Would you be willing to enforce that? Yeah, well, I don't even know how he got the contract in the first place considering Mac has just gone way over my head and just added him in without even consulting anyone or besides yourself, obviously, you knew about it. So um, I'm a bit filthy at you as well that you sort of let this slip through without letting me know. Yeah, but, France um, is all for it. Yeah, it's a bit... It is a bit rogue from Macca, but we'll see how Ed goes. Obviously, he's not, not off to the best start, but what can you do when there's no players on the park and not much action going on. Obviously, there's probably been more opportunities for him to join in with the banter and stuff, but then you do also want to get that respect and not just go ham on all the league members who you don't even really know and haven't met before. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you don't want to turn out like a little bit of pitsy and you put yourself on the back foot already and you become the, the meme of the league. As I mentioned, don't shoot the messenger, Isaac, but do you think that Macca going over your head and bringing Ed into the league and you not stamping that down is a reflection of your strength as a commissioner. Do you think issues that arise in the past, are you comfortable that you can stop these from occurring? Well, I'm happy seeing how this turns out. Like, obviously, I could have said no if I wanted to um, to Ed coming into the league. Like, I was the one that had to add him into the group chat at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. But I'm happy just to let it slide and see what happens. Can I, can I ask what, going forward, is this just going to be a common thing? Well, adding assistance in. Adding random... Like, for example, I had one other... You know, this is obviously a very sought-after league. 
and I had a very close friend of mine, massive NFL fan, like crazy, in different leagues, and asked me, can I join it? I was like, no. Like, just simply, no, you can't. It's full, obviously. And he's like, all right, what about an assistant? I was like, you know what, brother? No. You know, like, you just can't add random people in, let alone someone that, and like, he doesn't even know Clyde Edwards hilarious. Like, what the fuck? I think he knows two players. I think Ed, is- knows, Ed, knows, Ed knows more than what he's letting on. Like, he's played NFL fantasy for two years, apparently. Um, but yeah, Do you I think, think yeah, these assistants, Isaac, in the future is diminishing, like, the prestigiousness of this league? Like, it's... Yeah, 100%. I don't think any more... Like, it was wrong of Macca just to, like, announce that Ed... Well, obviously, Macca's suffering from his own insecurities about not performing, and he did need to change something up. Um, but I think, like, this does sort of um, present an opportunity for a Div 2 um, next season or something if there is as like a lot of people that do want to join because I've got a mate as well who definitely knows more than Ed that would be keen to join too. Yeah. Wow, so you're saying Ed doesn't know anything. That's interesting. Interesting from the commission to come out and say that. Hmm. We've only got about... I said Ed didn't know anything. I said we've, only got about more than him. we've only got about a minute left in this recording, but I can carry his on because this is a topic that I think needs to be discussed and that's the implementation of a Division 2. Isaac, and you mentioned there's the potential for that to occur now. How would you manage that? Would you be a commissioner across both leagues or would you just make it a breakaway league and let them compete in their own little group chat? How would we manage the idea of a Division 1 and a Division 2? Yeah, that's the annoying thing. Like, it can easily get messy. I don't want to have to be fucking sorting out all little little problems that the infidels from Div 2 are having. So, yeah, it's just something that would have to sort of work itself out. But I think we could have one big chat and then they could probably have their own chat or whatever. But, yeah, a relegation system could be the way to go in the future. But, obviously, Div 2 would be like an eight-team or ten-team league to start off with as well. So, it would be a little bit different. We'll go from there. Chad, you know Macca better than anyone else. Um, why do you think Macca has gone and got the assistant in Ed? Is it his own insecurities about his performances on the field? And why hasn't Macca been able to achieve anything and lived in that mediocrity for the last five or six seasons, five seasons? Um, I'm actually like... We'll pick things up where we left off there. We're just talking about how Chad, why Chad believes that Mac has been mediocre over the last five seasons and why he has <laughs> heading to the league. Sorry. Bless you, Gad. Chad, take it away. Um, so I was, I was rambling on for a minute or so there and didn't realise the audio had cut out. But I'm not really sure why Mac has brought him in because he's not a more experienced, like, fantasy gamer. He doesn't know more than what Macca does and the, the little that that may be. Um, so I'm not really like it's just going to be more of a headache when it comes time to make a decision and he's going to have himself and Ed's opinion and they might not agree with it and yeah, Mac has enough problem making decisions on his own it's almost like Mac doesn't make any decisions like he's so hard to trade with have you found that frustrating Isaac and do you think that maybe we could put a thing that you have to trade a minimum three times a season well, I, th- I think that's stupid, um, that minimum trade thing. But I do think Macca gets in his own head with wanting to have the perfect oh. trade. And some- sometimes, like like you even saw last year, there was a trade that we disallowed with, I think it was you and Yoey, where it was like Fournette for two wide receivers who at the time were better than Fournette. But then at the end of the season, Fournette had outproduced both of them. Like you never know what's going to happen um, when a trade like happens and what's going to happen after that. And I think Macca just 
really focuses on trying to make the perfect trade when sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and just go for it. Yeah, live and die by the sword, as they say, Chad. But the second part of that question that I wanted you to elaborate on, like I said, you know Macca better than all of us. Why do you think he has struggled over the last five seasons? Is it that lack of trading and second-guessing himself, as Isaac mentioned? I think, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, I guess, I don't think he cares enough to... He doesn't want to go on the front foot and make a big trade, make a big splash. If someone comes to him to make a trade, he's always overvaluing his players. I think that's a big thing. Even if they're boom or bust, he just sees the boom, doesn't see the bust. So it's part his own fault. Like he's got to understand his players aren't more valuable just because they're on his team. Well, he's this is be able to part ways with them. Yeah. Well, this is something Mac is not going to have. He sort of another thing. He sure. sort of focuses too much on the like non-fantasy related side of things. Like he won't trade for a player if he doesn't like them as a player, even if they're a good fantasy asset or if he likes a player, but they're not good at fantasy, that'll sort of cause him to overvalue them. You have to be ruthless in this league if you want to win and you have to take away that, that feelings that you have for league members. Like last year when I went and bought Zeke Elliott or traded Kamara for Zeke Elliott because I had his jersey and I wanted to get around Zeke and it completely backfired and fucked my whole season. And I spent the time crying in the fetal position, trying to convince myself that Zeke was a, for Kamara was a good trade. So, you know, you have to take the, the feelings out oh. of it. But, but this is something that Mac is not going to have to worry about. This is pick trading. So before the draft in the past, people have traded their positions. Isaac, what's your take on that this season? Will we see more of that? And are you happy for it to take place? Yeah, I'm happy for it to go ahead um, as long as it sort of stays within, within reason and people haven't traded like 15 of their picks away for three picks or something like that. I think what what we do two years ago we had that Liam and Jake calculator. Oh, the calculator, yeah. Yeah, because I, I think me and you made a couple of trades as well. Um, we did. Yeah, and it all sort of ended up working out in the end. Um, obviously, yeah, it needs to be monitored, and um, we'll see what happens. But I think there's definitely like no harm in having some some picks being allowed to be traded. It sort of spices things up. And when you find out your pick, Chad, will you be actively looking at ways that you can improve your draft position through draft pick trading, or are you happy just to sit on the position you're at? Um, I am a big believer of like the snake draft balancing it out. But I think if there's, depending where I am, like if I'm at the top of the tail or bottom of the ladder, like the snake order, um, there'll definitely be some picks that I'll be keen to trade throughout just to make sure that I can... I don't have to reach 20-something picks to ensure I get a player that I'm keen on. Yeah, and um, that's where I like, mean, ideally, draft can be interesting as well. I'm not going to open that can of worms, though. I think we should, no, Isaac. Like, no, no, we'd love to bring back Yoey. Can we open that can of worms? Like, <laughs> that was Isaac, do you think Yoey was bringing that in just to be a little bit of a rebel and cause a bit of mayhem in the league? Or do you think there is some substance to potentially following that strategy for a draft? Oh, maybe in the very, very distant future. But um, I think there's nothing wrong with the snake draft and how that works at the moment. So I think it was partly Yoey just being a nuisance and then also wanting to maybe cover up some of his flaws that he has when he does the snake draft. Yeah, no, I agree. At least we don't have to see too much of him this season. We can we continue on. Gabe, you're someone that's been pretty active on the trade table throughout your time. So you've won trades, lost trades. You've been active and put yourself out there. I don't know if you've traded any on draft day. You fell into both. Remember, Comma did with Liam that season. It was a little bit unusual that day. Will you be having a crack this year at trading your draft picks to improve your position? 
Um, I'm not big on trading draft picks myself. I usually, wherever I go, I, like I'll plan. I'll have a plan for that sort of pick, and then I don't really see a benefit in high or low. It's just whatever I can draft. I never draft the best team every year. It's just a fact. Uh, the first thing is always, oh, give you draft to the shooters team. Fuck, give your team suck. It's never, it's never, never won on the draft day. You make a good politician. It's about the magic you can do on the trade table, what you want to spend your fab on. And that's where I separated myself last year. It's the one thing that Matt will always get caught up in. He'll, and he'll just, he's just so stubborn. So stubborn. And Liam is the opposite. Will actually usually draft a pretty good team. And then just, even he admits himself, gets a bit trigger happy. You know, isn't he just he doesn't settle? That's one thing that just doesn't settle. Yeah, the grass and, is always uh, the green on the other side for Liam. He's never happy in the moment with his his team, and it's a little bit of addiction yeah, right. trading yourself, looking through your team, and finding ways you can improve. The next minute, you know, you've traded Saquon Barkley for Adrian Peterson and Tariq Cohen, and you've shot your season and, and Yoey's slippery slope. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, it's just a bit like a it's a, it's a shocking addiction, unfortunately. But on on that Isaac, there's another pressing issue, and that's the IR spot. I think that was bought in either last season or the year before. Do you think that that's been beneficial for the league to potentially um, allow people like yourself to keep Saquon Barkley on your roster after his torn his ACL? Oh, obviously last year with Saki it didn't matter because he was going to be out for the whole season. But I think last year it was important to have because we had like the, the COVID season and stuff. And I mean, it sort of seems like the like vaccination rates and stuff in the NFL is going to make that less of an issue. So I, I guess we sort of need to just figure out I think, did we have one or two last year? Was it one? What? One IR spot. Yeah, one. One, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess, like, having the IR spot means if someone does get ruled out or, um, like, it might make you want to draft, like, a Michael Thomas or something a bit more this year. But I think it sort of does, if we got rid of the IR spot, it sort of adds a bit more, like, a more interesting dynamic yeah. to the game in terms of roster management. Would you be able yeah. to set it up, though, for example, Gabe, I know you're not agreeing with this, but say if someone was to draft DeAndre Hopkins and because he's not wanting to vaccinate and the league said you have to sit out until you get vaccinated, would you, do you believe that you could then draft him, put him in your IR spot or is that unfair? No, I feel like we have to have an IR spot. It's ridiculous. Especially when we're drafting so early as well to the, re- to the season starting. Yeah, that's true. Point. I think we that's have to. Like people last year, every year, Kerr was horrific in the first two years with drafting and then an IR. I'm pretty sure he had yeah. I want like to say as well maybe where he drafted him and then bang on the IR. I was like that is so yeah. stiff. Yeah, no, it's fair. I'm happy with one IR spot. I think IR worked well last year anyway. Yeah. And was there any instances last year where it really did save someone? Like Isaac mentioned, Sack was out for the season, so it didn't matter anyway. Was it yeah. probably only Michael Thomas yeah. was the main one get, that you can no, remember? No, I had Nick Chubb and Joe Burrow go to the IR. Jonah so didn't, didn't come back on, but Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb was on the IR for eight weeks or so. Yeah, no, um, And yeah, it, and it, it, instead of me having to drop him, which well, I was never going to do anyway, I don't have to take up a bench spot. Imagine if we had no IR. Gib might have never got Chase Claypool off the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's a matter of those sliding doors moments. Chad, uh, you're the one that's been a little bit quieter on this topic. Do you think that an IR is something that we need to have or could we potentially remove it and just add a, an extra, extra bench spot, remove it, whatever? No, I'm all for it, especially because we are drafting early. Um, and I just love, like, if you get a player that's got, say, a one-week injury, move him down to the IR, pick up a running back or a receiver off the waiver wire, well, free agency, and just kind of hope for something to go, something to click that week. And then if not, you just drop them and move the other player back out the IR. All yep. little strategical tactics like that. I'll just move on a little bit from the rules here and touch on a few topics. There's talk that Deshaun Watson now might be traded to the Eagles, which is quite a big story. With someone like Deshaun Watson, Isaac, if he was there in front of you and say the, I don't know, 11th or 12th round, would you be willing to take the risk on him and chuck him in there if nothing had been done? Yes. Gabe? Sorry? Deshaun Watson? Would you be willing to take the risk on someone like Deshaun Watson with your your 10th round? Yeah, I probably won't, but I have such a soft spot for Deshaun. But he's so good. The year I had him, he's just a bowler. When he if he plays, if he plays at Philly, if just for somebody who goes to Philly, he will ball the fuck out of Philly. And do you have any confidence in the Texans' ability to sort of orchestrate a trade that benefits them, or do you think they're going to shoot themselves in the foot again and maybe get hurts and something else? Shit. The Texans, the Texans are a fucking rabble, honestly. They are a fucking rabble. Um, nah, they. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you do for a Texan supporter. Flat it out. No, That's as grim as it gets. It's a, it's a big thing. And, and obviously, yeah, you know, they've lost Will Fuller as well. He's now at the Miami Dolphins. Um, do you think they're probably going to be on track to be the worst team in the league this season yet? Um, I would happily put every dollar to my name on them having the worst record this year. Okay, they are well, fucking deplorable. I'll take note of that. Uh, and then if at the end of the season that doesn't be the case, would we be able to find you 5 or $10, Gad, towards league finals? <laughs> Thank you. No worries. That's all the dollars Gib has to his name. I might, yeah. I might add that on the tally, like underneath. Sweet. Chuck it down in the notes. So if anyone says anything Future like that. Future bet. Go that. Fuck you. I print cash. And is that something we could maybe do for a bit of an incentive that Gabe did there? And he, he put his life savings of $10 on the line for that. Do you think... Wait, is it 10 We'll make it 10 Make it 20 pussy. I print cash. Let's go. <laughs> Gabriel said 20 Oh, I'm just writing this down. So oh, round up, 25 pussy. Let's go. I like it. 25 bucks for Houston if they don't have the worst record in the league. I like it. Yeah, right. done. So, what if they have an equal worst record? Nah, it's the worst record. How about we, we kick this off on the pod and we'll all make our own suggestions and then we can do this for the league and people could pick their price minimum $5. They make their prediction. If it doesn't happen, they've got to put money towards the fines and we can keep the kitty rolling. Chad, is there anything off the top of your mind? I like it. Mind? Anything off the top of your mind that you want to put out there? Um, oh, shit. Uh, it can be fantasy related too. So it could be, say, Antonio Gibson, if he's not a top three running back, I'll pay $25. All right. It could be... Fuck. If, if, if Dak Prescott ain't a top three QB, I'll put in 25 bucks. Nah, that's such a stupid bet. He's so injury prone right well, now. Lock it in, Gabe. That's twenty five free dollars towards our end of year uh, session. So it's a, it's a positive. Real? Yeah, that's fair. What's yours? Um, or 
I'm going to say... I'm talking... No, wait, I'm I, gonna, I have to clarify. Sorry, you go, bro. I'm going to say Kyle Pitts will be a top three tight end this year. 20 bucks on. Mm. I'm so safe. Safe? Yeah, who? It's 100% he will be. Uh, what was it? Top what? Kelsey, three. Kittle and Waller. So if who's, now, who's Waller? By top three, who's are Waller? we on points per game or is it the overall finish? Um, oh, go overall. Or either. Just, we'll see how many games they all play, but probably overall. I like that. I'm going to put a big one down. Should we just do either? Overall or... Yeah, either, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I might have been a giveaway before, but mine's going to be $35. France, get off Gibson's cock. $35. I'm sick of it. I'm sick this, of it. This is a combined You didn't one. even know who he was when I drafted him. Oh. All right. I'm, I'm, going to do, I'm going to make two. So my first one is $35 on Gibson. So if Gibson <laughs> doesn't make... If Gibson isn't a top three running back at the end of the season, I'll put $35 to Fines. <laughs> All right, and I've got another one here. I've got another one here. Another one. This is going to rattle right, right the league, maybe. I'll put in $50 in fines if Terry McLaurin is in the top seven wide receiver. Oh, my oh, God. God. You're such You're a You're going to be disappointed, France. It's so hard this season. No, nah, I'm going to have You're a big year. a wanker. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it out on the table. My uh, Gibson jersey's coming in the uh, mail. It will be here. You <laughs> can't even have it. You're a loser. It's, it's coming. So, a loser. so we're going to start this thing off. Minimum bet that you can put down. $20. You can make it as big as you want. We're all going to kick that off. So hopefully you've listened to the end. And you get your suggestions. And if they're not in the next week, you will be fine $5 on top of that. And you'll be forced to make your selection. Um, Chad, last yeah, year, man. the lock of the week was obviously a big success. We, Scored a lot of fines in that. Will you be continuing that this season? And would you like to see that go up to five dollars? What price was it last year? It was two. No, it was five already. Last it was year. okay. No, it was already, but yeah, then if, was if you locked yourself and you lost, it was double. Okay, so yeah. coming back, would you be happy to double that to ten dollars this season for the lock of the week and hopefully get a bit more? Or no, I think if five's if good, we do it the same five, and then if you lock yourself, it's double. But then I also reckon we do an NFL team. Like we just mentioned before, and if you lock your own NFL team and it's losers, you pay. Um, I guess NFL, though, you could just lock the. If you lock a team, say, under hmm, like a dollar 30. No, 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 no. no. Lose, what do we change it? What do we change? You've got to pick their money line. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Right, then it's, yeah. Then it's 50 50, and just, no one can really pick a safe option. Yep, no, I like that. And then that's the other lock, just for an extra five bucks per, yeah. possibly for each team. And I think that's a bit of fun for the people that probably mightn't be like you two guys and, and myself to a lesser extent with the pun. They can be invested in the thing and at least they know that if they're losing, it's going to something they can be involved in at the end of the season as well, rather than just straight in a blender like most of my punting money goes to. <laughs> but um, in terms of the, the draft, and we're going to have a big kitty at the end of the year, Gabe, would you be comfortable allowing... Comma Junior to be responsible for where the fines money is distributed at the end of the season. I will never have Comma take control of any financial institute regarding myself and other members around me. Yeah, so that's a it's, it's a clear no. Who do you think and would be best? This is looking obviously a long way forward. 
how should we play the end of season um, get together with all the fines money we have? It could be pretty big kitty this year, Gav. Um, yeah, well, I think we're going to have a good kitty. I mean, last year was a fucking ball. I was, I was fucking rinsed after last year. That took a lot out of me. However, I can't run through mosquitoes again. That it, the, those three nights, two nights, I don't know if I can put my body through, <laughs> through, the, through the week of trauma I had after it. It was hell. I had, I had a month. I thought I had insane. fucking contracted some skin disease. Yeah. From <laughs> uh, I thought I was having, yeah, uh, it was a world of pain. But um, if we have a good enough, even something like what we're doing for draft weekend, where we just get away to a nice house, even if like, you know, entry for the weekend's like 50 bucks or whatever. And then the rest of the fines money covers like the rest of the accommodation, the food, the drinks, strippers, you know? Yeah. Stuff. I wonder how much um, Yoey's ex comes like it. Get her on a nice discount, Gabe. You'll be able to organise that for us. Um, France. Oh, nice. Nice, France. Good. What was that, Joe? What was that? Oh, nice, well, France. Nah, you're rattling there for a second. Drop down on you hear what you said. Um, put me on the back foot. But you mentioned that we could do a similar setup to how we're going to play it uh, in the next week or so. But with the way it'd be set up, do you think that everyone should maybe be distributed a little bit of money each? They can choose what they get, or is it just chat and Mac and go to the grocery shops, buy whatever, and sort your own drinks and stuff out? It was good last time. We had a good. Let's do what we run. did last year. Yeah. yeah, we had a great variety of drinks. Um, Everyone got their preference. Yeah, I think we're going to have. Um, we're definitely going to have more money this year. I think with another. Another member um, joining, which oh, she now that changes Joey. No, we still have the same amount of members, but I think our fines, you'll see, like, we'll probably have another 500 by the end of the year, I reckon. Oh, so we should have enough to cover okay. our accommodation. What's a goal? What's a goal, Chad? Like, in terms of being the fines master, how much would you like to accumulate this year? And with your fines, are you going to be really stringent uh, throughout the whole season to ensure that we do accumulate uh, as much as we can? Well, I'm not, I don't give them every time someone sends in. There's some real silly ones that aren't actually getting fine. But I normally reply and say two bucks. But last year we got like 1.7. I reckon this year we'll easily get three. We have 1.7 last year. Yeah. And that was given Gaddy was in charge of it and he was barely reading the chat. He was barely seeing anything. I'm making sure there's not a message I don't see on here. I make sure I go back to my last message that was sent scroll all the way through, make sure I'm tallying everything. Um, and I reckon with these extra little additions and wages, now that I'm writing them down, everyone's going to be held accountable for them. Yeah, I think the, we could push a fair amount here. Do you like the job that you've taken on as finance manager or do you think that it was just bestowed upon you as you were the only person that was willing to do it or are you really keen to try and accumulate as much money as you can to go towards the fund at the end of the year? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I just love this, love the league. So doing something for the league, making sure it's like doing my part, contributing. So I'm happy to do it. You know, Isaac, you've been here for a little bit now, but you haven't been here since the start. So you're more so of an outsider compared to OGs like Gabe, myself and, and Chad. Why do you think this league has been able to succeed the way it has over the first five seasons? And uh, what is the, the secret behind us being so strong going into this season? Well, I think, uh, like, just, obviously, oh, sorry. it's been... No, it's all right, Chad. I asked Isaac. You can go next, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, just obviously, like, Jay Butts has 
ran it very well in terms of um, like making quick and effective decisions and then like everyone loves the game and like wants it to be a good league like the more people you get like causing shit and stuff just the more like time gets wasted and enjoyment sort of gets taken out of it after a point so I think like obviously we all love the banter and stuff which is elite but then everyone sort of knows that when decisions need to get made and get done and when people start getting serious you get we have a perfect blend of that I think do you think in the past that that wasn't really a thing like we couldn't differentiate the sort of joking banter versus the, the seriousness of it at the same time it's sort of just become one big shit show when Yoey was here no I reckon it was always sort of fine like obviously there was times <laughs> where you just wish that someone would shut the fuck up and get on with whatever was going on but um yeah, I think like obviously we're probably going to be moving on to bigger and better things now that Yoey's out. Hopefully, I like it. Well, it's been a massive addition. We we covered you know everything in the league, big issues, not so big issues, and I think we we gained a lot out of it. And I think the general consensus of the people um, in the league, uh, well, obviously us three, is that Isaac's going to make the decisions. Um, there's going to be no votes and will enact the things that we discussed on this podcast. Yes, this is a dictatorship, but I want to thank you three boys for, for joining me this evening. And before we leave, uh, is there any things that you want to leave league members um, to hear about, Gav? <laughs> um, no, I'm all good. Um, just a shout out to my Goey brothers, Dimas, comma, peace out, brothers. I'll see you, see you on the lab soon. Perfect. Awesome chat. Anything to leave the league members as, uh, your, as fire master? I just can't wait for them to see me rock up on that draft weekend with my my gold ring, championship ring. It's just going to be... Well, I'm really going to feel above all those without one. Nah, love it, Chad. Brill, anything for the league members? Um, If anyone has any good suggestions for draft order ideas, hit me up and I'm just going to look to incorporate as many things as we can and probably look to decide the final order on either the Sunday morning so that we've just got a little bit of time to evaluate and trade our picks and whatnot. But yeah, let me know. Fantastic. Thanks again for your time, fellas. We probably went off, well, I personally went off a little bit of a tangent at the end, but I, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and you, you gained something out of it. Thanks again for joining me, guys. See ya. Not for that. Thanks, Frank.